0: Welcome to another episode of the streaking the lawn podcast as usual my name is pierce and as usual i have with me caroline hey hey how are you
1: i'm good how are you
0: we have returning to the podcast because it's football season and we let him talk during football season paul wiley is here. what huh yeah hey,
2: huh? it's Time a long national nightmare is over it's come
0: awesome. out of your hibernation we know you thoroughly did not enjoy basketball season or lacrosse season. Why? Well, what happened?
2: <laughs> yep. What happened? I assume it was a disappointing spring again. Yep,
1: yep. Paul has just, just been uh, raging since lacrosse championship.
0: Back to the <laughs> least disappointing sport UVA offers: football. No pain ever.
1: Hey, this year is exciting. Like, oh, it's an
0: optimistic smoked.
1: one. This and is going to be a weird podcast, folks.
0: Buckle in. What we are here to talk about is our season preview yeah uh, we're gonna go through each of the games and uh preview the opponents for you and uh make some predictions uh so we can come back later and see how i was wrong and caroline was right straight! Uh,
1: i would like to say i did pretty well last year uh the only you know, one i missed was the obvious <laughs>
0: i very much did not go back and listen oh um, <laughs> I, I never have.
2: have i assume once so we speak st- things onto the internet they're gone forever
1: right? yeah i had a sticky note on the fridge i did pretty well i think i only missed two games
2: well i'm impressed you could keep a sticky note on your fridge for a year <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's <this> see <laughs> let's see if we can continue that uh that success uh but i think we should just jump right into it because we have Let's so many games to talk about and the first one is coming up it is in august uh which is weird because uh, <laughs> august is the summer august 31st at pittsburgh uh finally freeing up my labor day weekend uh to <laughs> to not have to be in scott stadium and Pitt, a team that beat the hoos in a muddy weird disappointing game last year uh and Pitt. Coming off their first ever coastal division crown, is it bad? I
1: keep forgetting that. <laughs> the,
2: they
0: I they
1: wrote the preview and I
2: forgot it until like three quarters of the way through.
1: Poor play! Oh like my god, this is team... so mad. <laughs> like, guys, we had a 500
2: record and we're six and two in conference. I know. It was bad, guys. It was bad. I,
1: what yeah, was I, bad? The game? Oh yeah, the game was bad. Um, I remember. Force on the name. Who is the lineman that got hurt in this game? Was it Famui? it
2: mm, was game? either Famui or Alonzo. I think it was Alonzo. uh
1: maybe Alonzo. That's right. So we, Virginia's playing a great game. Really, you know, weather sucks, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets hurt. And then it was just crap. Like, the game with Pitt, this is what makes me nervous. I'm going to jump right into it. thing with Pitt, I always want to pick a loss against Pitt because the games are always just weird dumpster fire games. No matter what happens, it's a weird game. Like, it's a rock fight. It's, never pretty. It's always something strange happens. Like doesn't matter where it is, what the weather is. It's just kind of always a weird game. However, um, they lost an offensive lineman. They bring in a new offensive coordinator. They're trying to throw more. If you haven't heard, the secondary is one of Virginia's best qualities this season so throwing against them should hopefully be difficult especially since the defensive line is now apparently the deepest unit on the field full of amazing talent and returning players which I'm really excited about um so on paper this should be one that Virginia actually has on pit where they could start strong and maybe pick up a road win
2: question mark it's the new offensive coordinator thing that jumps out that sticks out the most to me here that, that a guy that was, you know, he's been known as a passing guru has run one of the most pass heavy offenses at UMass the last, you know, three or four years. Like, um, yeah, he was the passing game coordinator for the Steelers in the like early 2010s and like the Bengals for a little bit. like he runs what was a great offense 10 or 15 years ago, but I'm not sure it's really cutting edge, now in the way that you know rpo offenses and and more sort of actually option running is sort of the the new thing that's hard to defend um i I don't the fact that you're taking the ball out of the hands of Pitt's traditional strength of offensive line and running backs and putting in the hands of kenny pickett who went like six of 30 for 40 something yards against virginia last year (laughs) because he didn't have to make a big throw yeah um if you're like yeah you're gonna throw it 25 30 times a game now and that's going to be our our main how we try and do things on offense I don't I could see that maybe working of over the course of the season I think the first couple of games for them could be incredibly ugly especially yeah. playing against one of the best secondaries in the country um, I, so I, see the I, I, I've, I feel much more comfortable about this game having having learned yeah. about the new offense than I did if, I, if the only thing I knew about Pitt was what I saw of Pitt-Virginia last year, mm-hmm. I would have been very uncomfortable. Knowing that, that the offense has changed, I feel
0: much, much better. Yeah, so to uh, go through their losses, I mean, Quadri-Allison, I think it's how you pronounce that, it's a pretty big one, but they do bring Pickett back, and he's playing for a new coordinator. I'm sold. Your optimism, Paul, has has me convinced. I think historically, I – don't pick wins against Pitt because we don't beat Pitt. <laughs> historically. Fair enough. Um, but UVA is a program that, that people, uh, you know, believe in this year and, and, and for good reason. Uh, obviously we've talked uh, over the summer uh, and, and at the end of last year, you know, what, what we like about this, this who's squad and I think what you're going to see in these previews is we can keep hitting the same points home over and over again. We've got one of the best secondaries. We've got actual depth uh, in the front seven. Uh, we've got actual depth on the O-line. Now, you know, that actual depth for UVA on the O-line. <laughs> yeah, they're still least. very young and new. You know, we've got Bryce Perkins, uh, who at least will be healthy to start this game because it's the opener. And all we ever say is if Bryce Perkins is healthy – Uh, watch out, you know, UVA is going to be able to score some points. Um, It seems like the roster is catching up to these other mid to good to decent to great uh, ACC programs. And it seems with the turnover that Pitt has had, the coaching, and uh, I I fully agree. So if we want to make some uh, predictions, I'll, I'll start it off and say we're gonna win win i know you guys basically already said that but officially. Yeah, I'm gonna say,
2: it's gonna be it's still gonna be a weird win i'm still gonna yeah. say that like 24 15 something strange
0: and caroline you're marked down for a win i see oh, yeah win all right well let's get into uh william and mary i don't think we are a program that needs to stress too much about losing to middle of the road fcs or fcs squads but We're not that far from being a program that did need to stress about such. (laughs) Any reason to look at the tribe coming into Charlottesville uh, with anything but our uh, standard uh, jaded cynicism? No, who's who's
2: really not good at winning football games at Scott Stadium? Mike London. Yeah. (laughs) So, no, I'm not particularly worried.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. He's a nice man. He used to be a cop
2: really i've never heard that before yeah it's they don't talk about mm. it much
1: but yeah yeah i think this is yes, one so. that virginia just has too much talent comparatively and they the team that lost to richmond in the opening game under bronco is not the team that is coming out on the field in week two on that friday night in scott stadium like I, it's Virginia fans know better than literally anyone else that anything can happen. So I don't think there's a single UVA fan that would be like, I am 100% sure. Every single one should be like, I am 99% sure. Um, But you should be in the camp of the 99% sure with this one, I think.
0: Although we do have a friend of the podcast, uh, Matt Johns is uh, on that coaching staff. So Um, uh, we will be happy to see uh, some or all of our former Who's here on grounds but uh we're all on w speak now if if you're not picking up set all right now to a more interesting game fsu who was terrible last year but you know still has a, a relatively talented roster uh the game is in charlottesville so i do like that uh, I don't know I don't know it seems like one to laugh off because of how underwhelming the Seminoles were last year um, but I think it's becoming quite common for us prognosticators and and writers about UVA uh, to say whoa 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 watch out uh, you know Florida State is still Florida State and still has some guys who can beat you so Paul what are you what are you feeling about uh, the Knowles?
2: Yeah, like Willie Taggart is kind of doing the Willie Taggart thing that he takes over an unsteady situation, burns it down to the studs and then builds a really nice house. It, like that that's that was Willie you know, that's what he did at, at South Florida. It was, you know, Oregon kind of just that one off year, you're not really sure. And and certainly last year came as a massive surprise to to the Florida State fans. Um I the the thing that I think is working in Virginia's favor here is that it's the, the atmosphere that the, the athletic department is building around this weekend, that doing the national championship mm-hmm. celebration the night before yep. um, the, the what was it, the 1776 uh, ticket deal um, to get as many people into the stadium as they can for, you know, the, either the, the first big time nighttime game of the season. Um, I think it's something that could, you know, we saw how much that helped the team for Miami last year to have yeah. that primetime game that that they were very clearly up for um nice.
0: yeah good point point.
2: and I, I think it'll be as, at least as good an atmosphere for that for the florida state game this year um and i, I think this is one of those like kind of throw out the x's and o's because florida state that we saw last year isn't going to be the same florida state that we see this year probably um i don't think that program with that coaching staff is going to look like that for two years in a row yeah. Um, and I I really do think it's a who's going to be more up for the game, and that's that's our guys.
1: I still look at one of the issues that was so staggering with Florida State last year was how bad their offensive line was, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I don't think that – I think it will be better, but still not their strength, and so again when we talk about the same type of stuff we did with Pitt, I really think that the front seven – but the defensive line is going to be such an impact and the linebackers that it, that could be something that tips things a little bit in Virginia's favor. But I agree with Paul. Like, I, There was a back and forth on Twitter and I understand the idea. Like I don't think that Virginia should have to beat Pitt for people to stay excited about this game. This is a big home game. Opening at Pitt, regardless of what happens, is something that they did for the ACC network. Started launching, obviously, all this excitement and hype It's the same reason that Virginia is going on the road to play at Syracuse for basketball to open the season. They want to get these games on the ACC network. Great. It's not like you're going to a Richmond or a William and Mary to open the game. Like that's a that's a legit game to start the season. You're playing the reigning ACC Coastal champs like at their house at an NFL stadium. Like that's a big game. I'm just saying this, like, if you're listening and you have the, the opportunity to come to FSU game, I think you should do it. As Paul said, it's going to be a great weekend. They're going to trot that basketball team out on that, on that field after the end of the first quarter or whatever it is, and everyone's going to lose their mind, and it's going to be hype, and it's going to be a night game, it's going to be fun. Um, and I think that there's going to be enough that Virginia can do. This isn't, this isn't the Florida State of old, but this, for some reason, has that feeling of the like magic of florida state night games at scott stadium that granted i guess we'd need another year for it to hit on the uh um you know the 95 2005 whatever um but it's i don't know i'm excited i think it'll be fun and i actually i think i'll call it i think virginia wins
0: all right
2: yeah i'll 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 join that
0: all right uh sure why not? I'm not going to pick as many wins as you guys. Um, I, I, I'm pretty confident of that, but I think UVA's defense is legit. And I think that's going to be a difference maker uh, in a lot of matchups and definitely this one. I, I don't think FSU is going to be able to out sprint, you know, out athletic, out talent uh, the way that, you uh, Maybe some other teams will, and maybe the way that they will against some other ACC teams. Uh, I think we've got that talent, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I think the Who's are going to win. And we are all picking 3 0 starts, which just Woo. seems very dumb. <laughs> but I know, right? let's, let's get to another probable win. <laughs> <laughs> coming to town uh, I, I I'll take this one a little bit uh, because my alma alma mater the monarchs coming off a, a disappointing four and eight season but featuring a win over the Virginia Tech Hokies was certainly game was amazing. A uh, you know this team is a program that that is is not uh, a joke and not a pushover as they've seen but they have not had a good stretch of recent years um, following uh, their bowl game season, which I think was in uh, 2016 or so. So it's it's something that I think is going to be too tall of a task for ODU. They're replacing a ton of people on the offensive side, including their QB. I think their top three pass catchers, I think like their entire two deep of offensive linemen almost, and defensive linemen, it is, uh, no exaggeration, a complete overhaul. Uh, for the Bobby Wilder's uh, roster there. So, again, I just don't think that the Hoos uh, are going to let this slip by because I think we're going to be really, really good at defense. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's how you avoid those idiotic upsets. You know, uh, losing bad games usually comes down to uh, giving up big plays, right? And on defense, I just think we're going to be uh, better, any reason you guys disagree
1: nope that was pretty good Paul go ahead
2: no sorry yeah I I mean they're clearly UVA is clearly going to be the more talented team on the field which it's nice to say that because I feel like four or five years ago it's like probably toss, but now it's yeah (laughs) you know um the one thing I think I think ODU has a chance of being kind of – they have a sort of boom or bust potential, as many JUCO kids as they've brought in this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, that if it gels, those are kids that have have playing experience, just not at the D1 level, um, that could really cause problems for people on defense. You know, they, I think a, a, a boom season for them is something like eight and four. Um yeah, uh, uh, but the on the flip side, a Buster is, is like one in eleven. Um, <laughs> like they could beat Norfolk yeah. State and then go over against FBS competition. So uh, yeah, I I think this ought this by all stretches ought to be a comfortable win for Virginia. It should be like the William and Mary game. See a fair amount of you know Brennan Armstrong and and lots of young players. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a comfortable UVA win with, but ODU could still be a, a really interesting team to watch out for, sort of through the heart of their. Uh, Conference USA now that whatever their conference schedule is. And when they
1: play Virginia Tech again.
2: (laughs) Oh, um, yes. The week before us. Is it? I think they play, they play at Virginia Tech and then at us.
0: Hopefully they beat the Hokies again and then, uh, you know, suffer a letdown (laughs) in (laughs) Charlotte. Trap Trap game. (laughs) Um, All right. All right. So we're all picking wins there. Right. So us, Three idiots, we three idiots uh have picked uh, four and four and starts. Um yes, yeah, yeah, come on. That was pretty so good.
1: It's the lesser-known Christmas song, we <laughs> yeah. <you> three idiots.
0: <laughs> Thanks for explaining the joke. Um and now <laughs> we've got our road trip to football mecca, touchdown Jesus, Notre <laughs> Dame. <laughs> Oh, uh, Notre Dame's pretty good, guys. Uh, I know we like the Hoos to be pretty good this year, too, but um, this is obviously uh, a, a huge test. Uh, this is certainly, as, as far as SP ranks go, uh, the best team on the schedule. Um, obviously, on the road adds even more. And, and uh, you know, I think on the road, Notre Dame itself adds a lot, too. I mean, this is, this is such a cool... Thing that we're going to get to watch, you know, you know cool to me at least, right? Like the, we've seen UVA almost beat them in Charlottesville, absolutely, absolutely a much well. worse UVA team, mind you, sure. but also probably a worse Notre Dame. Team, yeah, uh, because this, <laughs> this Irish squad is no joke, uh, and certainly that starts with the quarterback, uh, Ian Book, uh, coming back after a successful season last year. But I mean, this is this is talent in every position all over their depth chart
1: yeah the last time the two teams met was the birth of the sad uva fan draped over the wall um hopefully hopefully doesn't i don't know i I say hopefully it doesn't go like that again because i don't know if i can have my heart ripped out that way again but at least it would mean they were competitive (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's where i go back and forth like i'd rather lose in a blowout not get my like hopes up anyway um i yeah i just think I think it will be competitive. I think Virginia will hold their own um but I just think in the in this situation I actually did this is i picking a loss um I just yeah, it's the best team they play, it's the only one that is ranked on on the schedule um with Miami not. Getting any votes, in, or not getting into the top twenty-five in the first in the preseason AP? Crazy. Virginia Tech to make the preseason top. 25. I get it. I wouldn't
0: put. I wouldn't put the Canes or Hokies in my preseason if I were AP voter. You know, it's just crazy that there's only one.
1: Yeah. Um, well, if you're if you're listening, folks out there, you can join our Shrieking the Lawn fan polls for SB Nation, true. so you can vote every week and say who you think would be in your top twenty-five, and we can compare them to those national polls, but. As it stands right now, this is the only ranked team that Virginia is going to play, and I just think it's going to be a little bit too much. It might be similar to the Miami game, um, what was that, two years ago, where Virginia got to a really good start, was playing really well, but just kind of like as the game progresses, um, Notre Dame will just prove to be a little bit too much.
0: Paul, what would it take for UBA to pull out this shocking or at least mildly surprising upset?
2: So I think there's, I think there's two – paths to victory that both go through, depend on the outcome of the Georgia game the week before that Notre Dame plays at Georgia, um, which presumably Notre Dame, you know, that'll be a, a battle of undefeateds given that Notre Dame will have played at Louisville and then New Mexico the two weeks prior uh, and Georgia by all accounts is one of the top, you know, three or four teams in the country. So that game is, is crucial for Notre Dame season in a lot of ways in a way that could help Virginia. I think if Notre Dame loses that game and literally gets beat up by Georgia, that that as physical a team as Georgia can be, uh, as athletic as their defense is, if they actually hurt Notre Dame and Notre Dame is dealing (laughs) with injuries a week Mm -hmm. later, it it, it levels the talent playing field uh, a little bit. Uh, and and opens the door to, to Virginia. The other way is if Notre Dame beats Georgia at Georgia and then looks ahead two weeks to when they play USC. Um, that that it's not a, exactly a trap game because there's the Bowling Green game for Notre Dame between Virginia and, and Southern Cal. Um, but there could be a little bit of a hangover effect. I think if Notre Dame loses close to Georgia, they're going to beat Virginia by 40. Um, but – I, I think there are two pathways to victory and I think one of them is going to happen. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna be the idiot that goes out on the limb. I'm picking I'm picking this one as a win for Virginia.
1: Uh, I wanted to so badly.
2: An absolute like it, it will it the the program changing win. Um I think there will be two program changing wins this season and this is the first of them.
0: Well
1: when it comes to on the field rather than just like if the you know, I think Virginia's defense has to give them two scores for to see to, under, to, for me Virginia to see. Virginia has to have
2: two defensive scores for yeah. Virginia?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that like Yeah,
2: like, that, yeah, I, yeah I mean – <laughs> like, like two of defense and or special teams?
1: Yeah, like yeah. they have to make two of those plays where they're taking a possession from Notre Dame and putting it in the hands of the offense and scoring, or they have to like run it back for like a pick yeah. six, I think. I just think the defense has to make a couple big plays. And I know that's that's a lot to ask. Yeah. Like, that's tough. Like, and if those things. But winning
2: this game is going to take something. Like, absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. I think
1: it's going to – it's not just going to be – Virginia can't just go down the field, score with the offense. Like, Notre Dame score. Like, it just can't be yeah. that you have to take opportunities away from Notre Dame. I know that sounds, like, so dumb and so, like, of course it's what's going to happen. Like, but you got to have – playmakers have to make plays. And in that case, I think you got to get a guy like Bryce Hall to make a big thing happen or special teams. You got to get Delaney to hit like a 50 yard kick or something ridiculous, like that kind of stuff.
2: But this could be a year that Virginia actually has the advantage on special teams that uh, Justin Yoon, the great kicker that Notre Dame's had the last couple of years is gone. The starting punter is gone. Um, And Virginia's special teams is stabilizing with a fair amount of talent too, that it, it could be one of those, like, you know, each, each of the other two phases of the game is a, a slight Notre Dame advantage or even a big Notre Dame advantage, but as opposed to in years past when that would have been the biggest advantage that that a team would have over Virginia, I think they've done a good job bringing the level up there and Notre Dame's level has come
0: down on special teams.
1: I'm full of shame that Paul's the one that called the – I almost –
0: you're going lost, though, Carolyn.
1: I am going lost.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shocking upset. Um, that Paul is the <laughs> remaining the first. Uh, <laughs>
1: His ball keeps Virginia win streak of loss. Wins. Yeah.
0: But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going yeah, lost. Um, I You know, hopefully they look good. I don't think they're. I don't think it's going to be close in the fourth quarter, and maybe UVA scores a few late ten points late to make it look close or something like that. But. uh I am often wrong, so go who's Prove me wrong. All right, um, the next game on the schedule, another road trip to Miami. New coach in Miami. Remember when everyone wanted Mark Rick to come coach at UK? I remember.
1: Remember, I remember. Mm -hmm.
0: And he didn't. He went to Miami. And the up and down tenure, I guess, is the the, maybe – more down than up <laughs> at Miami, but uh, they brought back uh, Diaz, who was the defensive coordinator there, right? And uh, people seem pretty bullish on them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fair to say, um, I mean, it's a coaching change, but certainly not the biggest adjustment, particularly on off or on defense, uh, considering he was the coordinator there. S P has a 19th uh, rank, so second-highest as far as uh, UVA's opponents go, and it's a road game. However, it's Miami, and even when we're terrible, we often beat Miami. (laughs) So, a little bit of mojo there. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. I I think it's it's obviously going to be hard to get an idea of if the Canes are for real until we watch a few games. Um, We're
1: going to learn a lot week zero this weekend when they play Florida um you know they named their starting quarterback it wasn't Tate Martell who was a transfer from Tathan from Ohio State so I think a lot of fans were kind of surprised there and Quinton Williams is that right um is the starter jaron Williams. jaron Williams. Oh, I'm going to
2: the, for the gym, Which I, I would, I would, I would pay a lot of money to watch him play quarterback for Miami.
1: I, I was think. like, this doesn't sound. This doesn't. I would feel probably right, be right a right Miami
0: life. fan for the season if, <laughs> if Williams.
1: I love and Williams. That'd for for those of you who don't know and Williams, he's the one that sneezed and said "bless you" to himself in an interview. <laughs> um, it's the cutest thing in the world. um Yeah, jaron Williams. So that was a surprise to some fans. That was a surprise to a lot of fans, surprise to a lot of writers and all that sort of stuff. And now there's been, you know, is Tate Martel going to be a backup? Is he going to line up at tight ends? Like there's all sorts of stuff coming out of. I
0: thought, I thought he's already gone.
1: And then someone said he didn't show yeah. the practice. Like right. There's a whole thing. Like we don't yeah. know what, what's we'll going out. on. With, yeah. So this is going to be a tough game. Out of the two between Notre Dame and Miami, I feel like Virginia is going to win one of them. I picked Miami as a win. Which I know is not, like, a very scientific process.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're playing the odds. But I'm
1: playing the odds, and I think this one is slightly easier. And I kind of vibe on the, like, Miami really hates losing to us. Like, and I don't mean the team. I'm sure the team does too. But, like, their fan base has this big thing with, like, the history of Miami and, and how they're supposed to be that much better than Virginia and Virginia is just this little, you know, Zima drinking, cheese eating, like, how are we losing to this team? And I, it, I know it absolutely rubbed them the wrong way last year when Virginia 48 won, to nothing like, yeah. like, like, that's my favorite. like shutting down the orange bowl with that game. You've got, you know, all sorts of, that was the only game that Mike London could win was Miami and it made everyone furious. Um, so for some reason, I just feel like I just have a good, feeling about this one I don't know why I can't explain anything beyond that
2: I think they were mad at us because their coach was wearing a tie and somehow they blamed that on us
1: yeah <laughs> so like influence yeah. um yeah
2: so, so I agree years. with you that Virginia's going to win one of the Notre Dame and Miami games but I just I already spent that on Notre Dame um I think look it's it's one of those if the season really does play out as they win their first five games they'll go into the Miami game as the favorite They'll go into yeah. the Miami game as potentially a top ten team. I uh, don't if say that. If they beat Notre <laughs> Dame, if they've won, if they won on the road at Pitt, they beat Florida State at home, and win on the road at Notre Dame, they will at least be a top fifteen team and probably yeah. a top ten team oh, going into terrifying. this game. It's right, terrifying. exactly. Which means something bad is going to happen. Like Virginia football is changing. It is still Virginia
0: football. Like it's, you know. So I, I Virginia basketball no longer still virginia basketball that's true. and virginia but virginia lacrosse is virginia lacrosse again so we don't we don't know how this world is turning virginia
2: rowing is uh, okay anyway anyways uh so i i could it's i i think there this is a game that could end up being Year in and year out, one of Virginia's best games every year, continually. That as as much as as the coaching staff is recruiting South Florida, recruiting kids that are either mm-hmm. I picked Virginia over Miami, or I picked Virginia because Miami didn't offer me. Yeah. Um. I think there could be a lot of kids mm-hmm. that, especially you know, even years when the game is down in Coral Gables, um, that's that's even more motivation for guys like Mandy Alonzo and the the two guys from Dunbar in in yeah. Seneca Millage and Major Williams um you know those are those are kids that south florida is really a, a part of who they are um so i i i really do think one of the two these two road game marquee road games in the middle of the season will be a win i just i pick notre dame to be different so i'll pick miami as a loss
1: see the other thing too about having all those guys from south florida all their friends and family that come those will be like the only people in the stadium so it'll be
2: right exactly
1: <laughs> sorry
0: little hanging fruit.
1: <laughs> i had to do
0: it um no i i don't think we're going to win um i think uva might be better over the course of the season but i think that's you know that's a lot to ask on the road uh to go to Notre Dame at miami and i wouldn't be surprised i think we're gonna uh lose both and i think that's fine (laughs) well on
1: the flip side the thing that really makes me pause before that one with, with the pick is that is also a friday night game
2: so Ugh. Do we have three they of them? But they year? have a
1: bye. So it's a weird – they're going from September 28th, the Saturday Notre Dame game, you know, middle of the day on NBC, and then they don't have a game the next week.
0: Gotcha. The on who's the
1: fourth. Okay. Yeah, Virginia doesn't right. have a game on the fourth. So they're – you know, I take that back. The Friday night thing doesn't give me pause coming off of this bye week. So they're going to have a full, you know, week and a half to – prepare for
0: this Miami game. Oh, that's good. And and we've seen them win primetime games in Florida um, both in Tallahassee and Miami over the last handful of years. So maybe they'll be more up and take the canes by surprise, but uh, I'm I, you know, as far as predictions go, I'm at 4 and 2 now. You guys are at 5 and 1 and we move on to Duke. The Duke Blue Devils featuring everyone's Inexplicably, favorite coach uh who grandpa Cuddy. I, I can't stand uh <laughs> what How yeah we've been over it? this on this podcast uh lauren Brownlow. oh yeah shout out um <laughs> i I don't, I don't get you, you cutcliffe stands out there uh (laughs) and mainly it's because he's a duke's coach and duke can go to hell so uh duke you know had their had their resurgence right duke was was challenging for coastal uh title crowns and and certainly beating teams uva and and otherwise uh it seems like uh Maybe that, that, that ebb and flow has come back to Duke being, uh, last? no, we won't say last because Georgia Tech we still have to get to, but uh,
1: <laughs> North Carolina,
0: you know, they're they're not that good, right? Am I yeah. wrong?
1: I was going to say, like, you know, and they lose Daniel Jones, who went unbelievably high in the NFL. I game.
0: loved him. But I was going to say that,
2: probably that was off. going to be my – like Virginia Daniel Virginia Jones. could struggle in this game because Duke <laughs> lost Daniel Jones. <laughs> Duke there, Jones. There goes the defense's three <laughs> interceptions.
1: Yeah, the defensive numbers this season should get an asterisk. Like, it's not their fault. They didn't actually play worse. They just didn't get to face Daniel Jones this year. <laughs> yeah, Duke just lost a lot. I just don't think they're going to be – as strong of a team and getting at home game after that tough road stretch, I think this is a win for Virginia.
0: All right,
2: Paul. Yeah, I'll be on the same team there. Um I think you know Jordan Mack made his name uh as a as a <laughs> yes, freshman against Duke. Um I think he's you know the core of of that that defense uh, with him here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with Mac and uh, whoever's playing alongside him, whether that's Snyder or Zandir um, or Nick Jackson, uh, who there's been a lot of uh, good talk coming out of camp about the havoc on the edges with um, obviously Charles Snowden, but on the other side, Noah Taylor and Elliot Brown, uh, both uh, really tall athletic guys like Snowden that um, I think the the two, these two coaches, coaching staffs scheme well against each other that, that Cutcliffe's offensive talent uh, really it's, it's both a good match, like a, like a chess match against, men against and Mendenhall and Howell. Uh, but I do think Virginia's got more talent and has a better, has at least as good an idea of what they're trying to do with it. Um and Virginia's played pretty well against Duke the last couple of years. So, yeah, I'll put me in the win column here.
0: Yeah. I, maybe I wasn't given Duke uh, enough credit. Uh, last year, they did go eight and five, obviously. So, I mean, they they were a decent team with apparently first round talent at quarterback uh, Giants. Um, but, but he's not there. I mean, replacing Jones is still a big deal, all jokes aside. And they're replacing a lot. Um, their skill positions, right, or the wide receivers for sure. Speed positions. Um, yeah, you know, the ones with skill, skill. Right, the ones with skill. The linemen who just, <laughs> you know, stay, stand there and push each other. What uh, Anyway. You just uh, hear,
1: like, a dial tone, like, <laughs> to Paul h- hangs
0: up. <laughs> um, but they had a good defense, too, last year, and they don't lose a ton there, I believe, so, um, you know. Uh, they lost Joe Giles Harris there, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Thankfully, yeah,
1: finally
0: yeah. gone. Yeah. Both, have, I
1: think both are now, right? Is the lacrosse player brother gone too, and Giles Harris? Man, oh, those guys. Yeah,
0: good right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sports switch. Um, Being at home, I think the Who's have seen that, like you were saying, Paul, that, that Bronco seems to know uh how to scheme against this type or this this staff. So I think I'm going to win too. So we're all going to win there, right?
2: I will say everybody expects uh Quentin – quentin harris to be their starting quarterback i really hope it's gavin spurrier
0: uh i college football is better when there's a spurrier heavily involved
2: like the like
1: spurrier oh gavin. yeah there you go.
0: former duke head coach steve spurrier there. all right there you go i would like
1: to point out that at this point in the season um both paul and i have virginia
0: bowl eligible <laughs> you poor poor fools um although i'm not far behind you having them at five and two which uh i think everyone well, I'll at least still be happy with, um, not just because I was right, but because 5 2 is pretty good. <laughs> well, most would be <laughs> and up next, we have Louisville against the hated Cardinals, our fierce <laughs> Atlantic Division rivals on the road. Louisville uh you may remember last year Bryce Perkins hurtled over every member of the Louisville Cardinals <laughs> on, on on route to uh, a win They they got away from the Cardinals late um I think UVA was sort of to me felt like they were going to win no matter what through through that game but the score was pretty close you know and, and it wasn't really in hand until a couple plays late um and now they're on the road. Uh, Louisville has got a whole lot to fix, though, right? I mean, and, and I think this might be like <laughs> like Pitt is an advantage because there's some change going on early. This is late enough in the season um, that Louisville may have figured out what they want to do by this point. Uh, I don't know that that means they're, they're going to be any good, though. What do you guys think?
1: Well, um, so I have picked this as a loss. <laughs>
0: What? Oh my goodness.
1: Because
0: How dare go, you? Oh my not goodness. to
1: spoil the rest of my picks, I needed to pick a loss somewhere.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tag UVA players <laughs> on Twitter. Look, I think something Caroline, weird, don't believe in you.
1: I think something weird is going to happen. They're going to lose one of these two games on the road, whether it's Louisville or UNC. And I think UNC is worse than Louisville. I just think it, or it's close enough where, I don't know. One of the two is going to be a loss in my opinion. Something weird is going to happen. It's going to be a close game. Um, I don't know. I just, I had to, I I can't have them going 11 and one. I'm sorry. You look at the rest of the games on the stretch and it's,
0: and yeah there's a real big one. Uh, yeah, and I'm not doing game. it, Pierce.
1: We've <laughs> talked about this. We'll what,
0: get the to the that later. The yeah, the Liberty, <laughs> yeah the Liberty game. I can't. Bringing Art Briles into <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get to that. Um,
1: but yeah, so I, I just think it's – I think Virginia's a better team. I think, you know, I would not be surprised or disappointed, obviously, if they win this game. But I just have this one of those weird, like, they have to lose at some point down the stretch, and uh, this is the one I'm picking.
0: All right, Paul. That
2: makes sense. I just it
1: doesn't. That's fine.
2: <laughs> no, like it. It it makes sense that what what the rest of my picks say will happen. Like almost certainly can't happen. Um, that's where I'm. Yeah. Yeah. In a vacuum, uh, I will say that
1: game it, like in a vacuum, Virginia wins this game.
2: Right. Hmm. I will say that this game. The Louisville-Virginia game has given me my new favorite thing, which is in the post-game, uh, Makai Becton and Billy Kemp, who are high school teammates, getting together on the field after the game because Makai Becton is 6'7", 355, and Billy Kemp is 5'9", 180. <laughs> uh, and it, you look at them and go, those people cannot be the same species, uh, much less playing the same sport. Um, as of for what will happen for the 60 minutes of football before that, it, in yeah, in all – every X's and O's respect, Virginia ought to win this game. In all season expectations respects, season narrative, Virginia ought to win this game. Mm -hmm. I I still think they – I think I could see it getting closer. Satterfield's a good coach. He'll get that program back to where it should be, especially because academics aren't a concern. Um, (laughs) Nailed it. So, uh, yeah, I I could see it being a kind of weirdly high score. I could see it being a game that, like, Virginia's defense kind of just goes to sleep. Like, I, I could see something really weird happening in this game that they're riding high. They're they're really considered one of the top teams in the country. And, um, you know, this is about the time of season that something really weird does happen. But I think Virginia is good enough to still overcome something weird happening. Um, I could see it being like, you know, 41-38, something crazy like that in Virginia. You know, a last-second kind of kind of survival game. But, good. yeah, I'll,
0: I'm still going to put it down as a win. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go win because I'll be more pessimistic uh, later. So call it my optimistic that we'll take care of business against a a new staff, um, against a a under talented uh, team on the road. We, we win road games now, you know, it's like that monkey is is off the back somewhat (laughs) against, against teams that we should beat on the road. And I think Louisville fits into that category. Uh, for next season, at least. So we've got two of us at six and two, and Paul at seven and one. Uh, Belk Bowl almost locked up, uh, and, and <laughs> playing, playing for for further bowls. Uh, let's see, North Carolina next on the. Speaking dock of here. teams, we should beat on the road. <laughs> UNC bringing That's in
1: the Mac, Mac, Mac Brown. Um, oh, some Mac of Brown. our.
0: Uh, younger listeners and and younger bloggers uh, on, on alone, Mike, yeah, to refresh uh, Mac Brown's original uh, time in Chapel Hill and uh, certainly all of his time in Texas and, and I'm back taking over for your favorite coach to play against and my favorite coach oh. to play against down there in the powder blue i don't know what to expect um from the tar heels again there's so much unknown with with all of this coaching turnover in the conference that i'm gonna go ahead and pick a loss here uh and i think it's sort of like what you were saying with uh, louisville there's so much weird yeah possibility in these road games with ex- especially road games that we don't really have a comfortable feel for what yeah. that team is going to be like um that at least one of them will probably be a loss Uh, and i'm gonna go with this one because it'll piss me off the most so that's (laughs) probably (laughs) what's gonna happen
1: at least if you go to this game virginia fans you can no matter what happens on the field drink white claws in the stands they're gonna be (laughs) selling them at keenan this year
0: and if Um, i recall from our last trip to keenan there will be plenty of uva fans there. (laughs) plenty of space in the stands it's nice Um, (laughs) that that happens on occasion (laughs) that we're the traveling band yeah
1: i think this is one like i completely agree with you this was another one where i flipped the coin like i think they're going to pick up a big road win against the two really good teams i think they're going to have a loss against these two mediocre road games in louisville and unc I just think UNC is going to have a little bit of a rough season this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, same, not that Louisville isn't, but I just think when I looked at these two games, um, it's a little bit easier and more familiar of a road trip. Obviously, yeah. Louisville is a place that, since, you know, they are this fierce rival that we play every year as <laughs> early. Like, there's – obviously, they've been out to Louisville, but it's a shorter trip to get to Carolina, and it's just a little bit more, you know, more the oldest rivalry. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, you know, so I just think this will be one where it'll be ugly, but Virginia will win by 10 points or
2: something like that. All right. I could, I could, I'm more comfortable seeing this one as a loss than the Louisville game that I think by this point of the year, Carolina would be playing desperate that if they've got any chance at a bowl game, I think it's probably going to require a win against Virginia uh, and, and winning probably all of their last four or five games, given that they start against South Carolina, Miami, app state surprisingly a tough game on their schedule Dude, I think they're really and, and one that like i could see very much a, a unc season that in their first five games which oh by the way the fifth game in there is clemson um their only win is against wake forest and people are really starting to clamor for mac like oh it's it's not working out max his prime like you know just things are are really up in the air for carolina to start the year and then they pick up some steam down down the stretch when it really is we've got to win we've got to win out if we're gonna make a bowl game um i think probably they'll end up like five and seven six and six is probably kind of carolina's ceiling this year um so i'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and say this one's going to be a loss because because carolina will need it more um Yeah, obviously Virginia will have Coastal Division aspirations on the line, but, you know, Carolina's – making the first season palatable for Carolina could well depend on on whether or not they can put this one in the win column for them.
0: All right, so uh, you guys are both at seven and two, and I'm at six and three, and things are still looking pretty good uh, for the Hoos in either of those situations. As Georgia Tech comes to town – and they're not playing their gimmicky bullshit brand of <laughs> antiquated football.
2: The
1: chop they're, blocks are going to be gone.
0: <laughs> the who's linemen will have knees uh, in fully functioning health, hopefully, uh, at the end of this game still. Uh, I, I think they hired a decent coach. Uh, I think this isn't just replacing a coach and installing a new scheme. I mean, this is – starting from scratch almost you know (laughs) like uh, as close as it gets for a power five school uh to totally switch uh at least on the offensive side
1: did you see the highlight from their spring game where they the first play on offense they like lined up like they were going to run the option and then they oh, cleared funny. out the backfield and the whole place was like <laughs> <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> I, felt kind of, I don't know i felt kind of bad so it's kind of like Never look paul bad. johnson kept you relevant for an extraordinarily long time way longer than you probably deserve to be
2: nationally relevant
1: so maybe Not
2: to get what you asked for <laughs> maybe
1: show paul johnson the respect that he has deserved I love I
0: no. that, like Frankie Paul Johnson <laughs>
2: no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah remember what I said earlier about Willie Taggart burning a house down to the studs and then rebuilding something nice where it once stood that's that's Georgia Tech 2019 yeah. I mean yeah yeah Jeff Collins yeah. he's gonna he is going to recruit Atlanta in the way that Georgia Tech should be recruiting Atlanta when uh when they were doing that earlier they were ranked number one in the country for a while like it you know um so I, Georgia Tech has every almost everything they need to be a, a consistent top 25 team, top 25 program, uh, but they're not there yet. Um, and I think, I think Jeff Collins is a good enough coach in the way that Mendenhall is and was when he got to Virginia that he's not going to throw up some patchwork. I, I'm going to throw out my system to fit my guys this year – it's, we're going to go through the growing pains of teaching these guys what the new system is, so that we can put that product out there when we go on the recruiting trail and show our show talented guys. Here is here is how you fit in as a piece in the system. Uh, but it, it's going to come at a cost. I you know, two and 10 is very Reasonable to potentially expect from. I would. I would personally hope that Georgia Tech goes two and ten with one of those wins being over Georgia. Uh, it would be just the height of hilarity to me. And the
1: other one, Virginia uh, Tech.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah right.
0: I'm down for that. And that, a tough loss be... to the Citadel. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, the Citadel is so, yeah. probably the only game that that team is going to be favored in. Um, but a handful of them will be, you know, close to toss ups. I don't think this is included in that bunch. For, for the reasons just hey, I think that's a great point though. Uh, you know, a good coach is gonna come in and not try to do the best he can with the roster and change things to to win, you know, three games instead of two. He's gonna be installing uh what he wants and the the roster just isn't there to to build off that yet. So Let's Georgia start.
2: Tech starts their season at Clemson and finishes with Georgia. Rest, rest in peace, you oh, sweet yeah. little bees.
1: <laughs> Godspeed, like the nice little bookends of getting their asses. You big. guys,
0: the <laughs> ACC Digital Network or ACC Network kickoff game, right? Is this the Clemson?
1: Yeah. Georgia Tech they game, say right? like, Welcome. <laughs>
0: So good thing no one on the East Coast will be able to see. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't have Comcast, you might be able to watch this game. Too uh, soon. <laughs> I'm sure the Comcast heads are listening right now. This is this is going to be what tilts the balance in the favor of the people.
1: Did you hear those three podcasters? They're real upset they couldn't get that game.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't have Comcast please <laughs> comcast is the why would i ever give comcast money <sighs> shout out ting all right um we've got uh, a couple more games left liberty coming to town um the most evil of the teams you guys gonna play i'm sorry all jokes about liberty the school and say what you will about that uh, but who they have hired uh on their football uh, is
2: you freeze still alive like not there
0: inside, was, I don't think.
2: No, but like, they, no, literally, he was rotting from the inside. He got sent to the hospital with a staff infection that was like eating his heart.
0: Well, yeah, it, then it's a metaphor yeah. for yeah, yeah, him and their athletic director.
2: I, this they sent him. To, they sent him to UVA Medical Center. So I hope we're installing like a little surveillance yeah. camera that'll just scout the rest of the.
0: And I know Art Browse isn't there anymore, but the evil still just taints the whole football program. If you hire him and keep him for any amount of time uh so I'm still mad about it Season-long season one I, I I guess I should apologize for making light for some some someone's serious health condition. that whole that whole athletic department deserves anything bad that, that comes to them for hiring uh browse from Baylor except and, Richie
1: McKay because he's yeah involved,
0: get Rich right? get Richie out of there and then yeah, let that place. Exactly. obviously I don't want anything bad to happen to mcKay uh, but <laughs> Football team wise, anything, yeah. The who should beat them, right? This team's probably going to be better than William Mary uh, as far as uh, the, the, the FCS comp, or no, are they D1 now at this point? Yeah, Joel? they're, yeah. yeah Liberty's sorry. moved
2: up to FBS and yeah. they've been recruiting. They like Hugh Freeze has been recruiting the 757 really, really well. Um, I think it was Travian Land that, yeah, you know, they landed a couple of like so- really solid upper level three stars gotcha. um, from within what. You know, is is and should be, um, you know, Virginia's natural natural recruiting um, footprint. Um, yeah, Tavian Land is a, a high three star in eighty seven in the twenty four seven composite number seventeen overall in the state of Virginia last year. Um, yeah, you know, he's that's they've, yeah they've got they've got some legit talent uh, on that team. It's young, um, and who knows whether it'll it'll gel? Who knows whether you know the Hugh Freeze experiment will do? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they will reap their just desserts. Uh, but this could also be a program on the rise, um, not risen enough to get close to Virginia this year. Um, but uh, it, it it is a there is part of me that hopes they don't do well because all of a sudden that's a problem for Virginia.
0: I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how UVA plays against all of these, you know second tier in-state squads. I think it's cool to see that the team is scheduling them. Um, and I think it's cool to see that hopefully we remain uh, successful <laughs> against them. And certainly yeah. I think this is a, a talented enough UVA team that we don't really have to worry uh, too much about it. But, uh, Darns, yep. how are you feeling? Dub. I,
1: mean, I think it's, they're going to be, it's not going to be a pushover, but I think it it it'll, it'll I think it could go similar to the game went last year. It's going to be like a Virginia basketball game for the first half where things are a little bit close. Virginia takes a lead into the half, and then the second half, they
2: just take it over, and it's a comfortable Depth. win. Depth will take over in the second half here, yeah. especially this year. Yeah.
1: I, I think that was one of the things, too, that I – hasn't been mentioning yet, but that down the – over the course of last season, what Sean Griswold has done, strength and conditioning-wise, is incredible with this team, and it's persisted in the offseason – I've been really impressed with the social media team for football, like the content that they're putting out and the way that these guys are working and you see these workouts and like, just, you can see how they've grown literally grown physically since they've been here. And I think, and you look at that, um, South Carolina game in the Belk bowl, Virginia was in peak physical condition in the last game of the season. Um, And that's cannot go on. mentioned um so as these games get later i have less stress about will virginia be able to hang the second half will they be able to hang second half of the season i think that they've shown that the answer is yes in that situation so i think this is a w let's put them at nine and two going into the last week of the season. all
0: right this is some optimism guys 92 I told you
1: it's 92. why i'm picking random right. losses in the middle i
0: know i know and now we've got the Hokies coming to town, Boo. coming off uh, just the most head-shaking, scratch shaking, scratching, head-slapping, head-all-the-verbs-you-could-do-to-your-head <laughs> last year against the Hokies in the game. So brutal. And I think most Virginia Tech fans know UVA probably should have won. Uh, but when breaks don't go your way and when you don't make the one last critical play eight times in a row, uh, <laughs> sometimes you lose those games. And that's what the Who's did last year. Uh, they had a chance to shut up, talk about the streak. Um, uh, and they couldn't come away with it. So I know a lot's going to happen between now and November 29th, but right now here in August, uh, we're looking at a tech team that suffered a lot of attrition. Um, I think most recent reports are trying to frame that as they got rid of, you know, these bad apples that, and everybody there now believes in the team. And, and blah, they have blah, turkey blah. bacon. And they have turkey bacon. <laughs> and their practices um, are
1: easier. Which
0: seems sort of messed up, honestly. Right? Turkey, oh, it's you know. God, they're so um, dumb. <laughs> I, you know, the I got strips. They've still got uh, the quarterback, Wills, and they've still got uh, Bud Foster coaching defense. One more year. They've got more um, health right now, at least. And it wasn't just attrition with the transfers last year. Certainly, there was a ton of injuries for them. Um, So it is a little weird to me that the Hokies are being downplayed by non-UVA media, you know, non-Homers like we are. Um, because on paper they still could be uh, coastal champions. Uh, you know,
1: I don't know. Here's the thing. Yes, it's possible. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? I don't know. The, which I guess isn't the right thing to say at the end of a preview preview podcast. <laughs> <but that's fine. laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. The, they were yes, and you were right. They had injuries. Um, I think Willis stepped up and proved to be a very good quarterback for them, and they've got that wide receiver that's outstanding. Um, So they do have players here and there. That was a very pedestrian team last year. Like, they should have lost to Virginia. Virginia shot themselves in the foot seven times. If any of those seven things go Virginia's way, Virginia wins that game. They should have lost to North Carolina. (laughs) I don't know. I still don't understand how that happened with, like, 19 seconds left. And to, to Virginia Tech's credit, you take opportunities when they come up. Virginia lacrosse fans know that that's the case. There are several games where people say, you know, Virginia should have lost that game basketball. Virginia (laughs)
0: basketball fans,
1: right? (laughs) Where people say Virginia should have lost that game, and you take the advantage of where they are. I understand, I think, where they are right now, preseason predictions in that same boat, honestly, as Virginia, in that 22 to 27 range is Mm -hmm. fair. I don't think this is a team that is being severely underrated by not being in the preseason top 25, but I also have seen a lot of talk where they're in that also receiving votes, which I think is – a I think Virginia and Virginia Tech could be similar teams this year because of the things that you mentioned. Like, Fuente's a good coach. They still have Bud Foster. Until they don't have Bud Foster next year, Right. it's always going to be tough. The thing that stands out to me the most and why, yet again, I'm picking a win, partly because my heart won't be able to handle it if I say that they're going to lose and then they win. So I would feel like I quit on them and didn't give them the support they needed. But mostly – I think the team makeup for Virginia right now will take a game like last year. The past couple seasons, I felt like there was still that vibe of like this mental, we can't beat them. Like we just can't figure out what to do. I think that the glimpse or the way that it's being talked about and treated, like they haven't, I just have a feeling this team's going to be angry. And I feel like we've missed that a lot. Sure. And yeah. This is coming off of the way that game ended and the opportunities that they have that they didn't pounce on. This team feels like it's a team that's going to take those things and say, like, not again. Like, this isn't going to happen. We're going to go into it. It's at home. We're going to defend our turf. Like, I don't see another, like, complete flat meltdown of that 10 nothing game the last time they played in Charlottesville. Like, but, you know, maybe I'm being way too optimistic as people always say. But I just think that this team – the way that they act, the way that – what where their strengths are. Bryce Perkins, again, stay healthy. I, I just I – ha, I have to say a W. I have to do it. They're going to go 10-2. and two. They're going to end the streak, and 2019 is going to end fabulously. Okay.
2: For me. And so I have to give – just to give voice to the other side of that coin.
1: Uh, don't bring me down. That, so that, in-
2: oh, that game last year was a fluke. Virginia should have won that game. Virginia shot themselves in the foot. Virginia couldn't beat the worst Virginia Tech team in, like, 25 years. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing in Bud, what could be Bud Foster's last football game. If, if the season goes the way it did last year, it could be Bud Foster's last game ever at Tech. Regardless, it's going to be Bud Foster's last game coaching against Virginia. Mm-hmm. To the extent there has ever – been a motivation imbalance in this matchup everything sets up for it to be just you know taken to another level when it's you know the the defense that was so bad last year that had so many inexperienced young players you know playing for essentially bud foster's reputation um whatever's left of it his coaching on the field reputation um that's that creates the motivation about what could be working in Virginia's favor there however is the way that Virginia Tech players have been this offseason about that game little shits like Dax Hollifield, uh yeah. and the and the other the punter yeah the the little idiot assholes on their team that want to practice less and eat bonbons more more turkey, um, more
1: turkey
2: right pig.
1: more and, orange and, and, jerseys damn it
2: yeah, I if yeah the the more drama, less work attitude around that team combined with Virginia, like p- very publicly, openly taunting Virginia players uh, about that game last year, could I, that could be the thing that finally puts the nail on the coffin for the streak that that Virginia players won't have the motivation imbalance balance anymore. Um, that it has become. We saw what happened last year when when Virginia was taking the game seriously and and changing, not just treating it as another game, but really doing things different and doing things specially in the lead up. It did make it a, like, as we all saw, a game that Virginia should have won. Um, I think the team, a better Virginia team this year, having the same, if not more, uh, motivation going into that game and playing it at home, um, will be enough, um, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it. I'm saying a good time will be had by all because I still need to say it we're before gonna need I your, see it.
0: We're gonna, we're gonna need your answer. I'm saying that
2: Virginia will be playing in the ACC championship game. Oh, that's bullshit. I am bullshit. leaving it at that. <laughs> it's bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Darns, it is bullshit. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. They will be, but. At least I... Actually, I just realized that both... Stand.
2: I just called both of my losses as in division. Because <laughs> I said yeah. they would lose in Miami and in also, Carolina. that's so also my thing. Hell, maybe they won't. I don't know. Well... It's just fine, because then they don't get vaporized by Clemson.
0: If they do beat the Hokies, and say the Hokies beat Miami, or, you know, like it's still... Right, yeah. It, it,
2: with, it would take some weird tiebreaker situation, yeah. but at
0: six
1: it's, and two... The Coastal Division,
0: who knows? Very true. Yeah. Um, I think we really need to reiterate that Texas defense took such a significant step back last year uh, because of injuries, you know, go look at the depth chart uh, for their two deep on the defensive side of the ball at the start of the season or who's supposed to be and what they finish with it. And it's single digits in that two deep who's left, uh, who was left. So barring some sort of disaster like that, That's why I just
2: tragic. No,
0: I mean, of course I wouldn't mind it, but it's unlikely um, that they're going to suffer similar bad luck as far as injuries go and attrition goes. That doesn't mean that they're going to be a better team than UVA. Uh, That doesn't mean that they're going to finish with a better record. Uh, They don't have Bryce Perkins. Uh, Their QB is fine, but I think Bryce Perkins has shown he can be an absolute game changer. I think the who's defense have shown uh, that they, could very well be the best defense on the, in the coastal division. So, playing at home, you know, maybe that's enough to swing it. I'm not going to pick a win, though, because I've learned my lesson. <laughs> so, you know, I'll believe it when I see it and actually call a loss, unlike Paul who says that and is still picking a win, which is fine. I admire your optimism, both you, Caroline, and you, Paul. Have the who's a ten and two, uh, which is probably enough to get them uh, to Charlotte uh, to play, who we assume will be Clemson.
1: And know that I don't and feel it. great about this ten and two thing.
2: <laughs> right, it's one of those like you look at it game by game, and it's like God damn eleven and one, like that's on the table. And yeah. as soon as you say it's like no no, it
0: can't be. It's got to it be, be eight be. and four. Like yeah yeah. yeah. So that's why I went eight and four—a much more uh, comfortable-looking number—and <laughs> <laughs> one, um, even even if UVA looks like world beaters across this year and loses games they shouldn't at an eight and four, we are certainly not at the level where we're allowed to be disappointed no. <laughs> by an eight and four yeah. record. Um, but uh, no. You know, I'm saying that now. They start eight and zero, and then lose the last four. Obviously, I'd be pissed off. So, I think you know, it's it's it, like we said already. There's just going to be so much to left to see, in, the, in particularly in those coastal opponents, it'll be really interesting uh, to see parting shots.
1: I'm excited. I, I just it's it's weird to say, and it's hard, and I'm trying not to always be. It's not fair to the new coaching staff, you know, this is year four, like, we should be allowed to be excited for this coaching staff. This is, every time people are like, Oh, I get nervous. I get nervous about this. This, and that." like, they're not responsible for 15 years of losing to Virginia tech. <laughs> they're responsible for three seasons. So I- I'm trying to like, not let all the history of Virginia football make me less excited about this season. Because I think this is going to be not only a really fun squad to watch and follow. There's some really great players and fun personalities. Um, But also it's going to be what looks like a talented team that has an opportunity to challenge for the coastal division, which is something that Virginia has not done yet. So I I just think I'm trying to stay as optimistic and I hope that people will come out and go to games and support this team because that will make the team better in the long run, in my
2: opinion. I'm excited to see which of the new guys is going to break out in a way that, that, Either is somewhat expected now, or even even better, somewhat of a surprise. Uh, obviously, someone like Jawan Briggs, the crown jewel of the the recruiting Juwan class, uh, just got named to the the twenty four sevens freshman All America team. Um, yeah, there's a he's penciled in as a starter on the defensive line, which immediately that's an injection of talent. Oh, yeah. Um, but then, guys behind him like Deshaun Perry at linebacker. Um, Antonio Clary was the first freshman to, to pick a, a Jersey number uh, in, in the defensive backfield uh, and then a total game changer like Seneca millage that he's, you know, there was a debate and competition on the team of who's the fastest player uh, up until this summer that it was, you know, is it, is it Bryce Perkins? Is it Joe Reed? Oh, we'll do a video of them racing. And then the second Seneca millage sets foot on grounds. He's the <laughs> fastest player on the team. Um, so I, you know, he's, all of maybe five seven, um, but he's he's the kind of player that with just a little bit of wiggle room with just one crease at six points. Um, so I think it'd be exciting to see how they mix him in into the the offense or into special teams. Uh, there are so many guys that can be real playmakers on defense. You know, slotting slotting in, and, and whether it's providing you know top of the depth chart uh, impact play like you you might see out of Briggs, or guys guys that can do serviceably well in very specific roles. Maybe that's a pass rushing, rushing package, um, or as a, you know, a box safety and a, against a spread offense or something. Um, it, 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 I think there's, there are, there are guys that are coming in as heralded enough recruits that they
0: should be able to contribute right away. And stuff, and uh, T- Tavares Kelly would be another guy that yeah maybe showed maybe some real
2: flashes last year. Yeah, maybe
0: replace some of that uh, Zacchaeus's ability to catch and make a big play out of a, a basic catch. Um,
2: Terrell Chapman would be the other, yeah. not a freshman, but a new guy. Um, yeah, that, yeah, given his his previous relationship with Perkins at Arizona State, um, what you know, it's a, a good thing for a receiver and a quarterback to have that kind of connection. So you
1: have the transfer uh, from Brissette from.
2: Yeah, if he, can get, if he can if he can set, get and yeah. stay healthy, that'll be good. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm excited about Hass Dubois and Joe Reed. Like I think there's yeah. been a lot of talk about the wide receiver position specifically. And it's fair because you did, you you know Virginia lost some pieces there. But I think when you return, I think Joe Reed's gonna be one of the more dynamic return guys in the game. He was last year, he's gonna do that again. And I, I've always loved Hassis Dubois, but that started with his name. <laughs> so now I think he's someone that really has an opportunity where there's a hole that needs someone to step in and do something big right away. I think he's a guy that can do that.
0: Nice. All right, well, thank you too for joining me for uh, this, this extensive breakdown of the schedule and thank you all for listening. Uh, hit us with a subscribe and and a review if you get the chance and follow us at streaking the Lawn for the rest of our uh, preview coverage that we're just rolling out as we get closer and closer to that pit game uh, for everybody at the blog i am pierce and go hoops